Welcome to the Truth Seeker's Guide, an uplifting podcast that explores the pursuit of truth through various disciplines such as history, spirituality, religion, philosophy, inner work, and science. What's going on, Truth Seekers? This is your guide, Felipe Aristizabal. Now, if you haven't heard episode one and two, I do suggest you try to go back. It might help understand this episode a little better, but if not, you're still going to receive a lot. To give you a quick summary, we were saying that the battle of the soul is in the soul. The battle for the soul is in the soul. Soul being mind, will, emotions. So the battle is within you. It is in your mind. Romans 12, 2, that's going to be a verse we're going to speak on a lot. It's do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind so you could know and test God's perfect will. This verse is powerful because it really breaks down our purpose and what we're supposed to do to know what God's will is. God's will for us and God's will. So being born in the spirit is pretty instant, but the salvation of the soul takes a lifetime. How we battle this battle is by knowing how to fight the fight and what the fight is. Now we know where the fight is, but we want to know what the fight is and how to fight the fight. We're here to make a choice, to make a choice between light and darkness. This choice is the battle and that battle is in the mind. So we make the choice with every thought. Do we make the choice to do it in light or in darkness? Now light in Greek and Hebrew means knowledge. In this case, in the Holy Scripture, it means the knowledge of God. Light, understanding, clear understanding. Darkness in Greek and in Hebrew means ignorance. And the ignorance means the lack of understanding. So we don't understand. We're ignorant. We're in darkness. We're blind to the fact. Additionally, if God is the king of light and he reigns in light, then we understand that the negative, the opposite, Satan, reigns in darkness, which means Satan reigns in your ignorance. His power is in your ignorance. The first thing that we have to do in this renewal process, in this battle, in spiritual battle, the salvation of the soul, is we have to first make a choice. We want to desire truth and light and good. We have to make that choice, whether there's heaven or hell, not based on fear or anything, just a choice that you decide, are you going to be a good person or not? Do you choose God or not? This choice, this desire to to choose this, to want to choose God, to know God, this choice is the first thing we have to do. And it has to be something you mean with every cell in your body. Do you recognize the need for God? Do you recognize that Without God, without the spiritual guidance and this renewal process with the Spirit leading us, we cannot truly be the person God designed us to be. This is the kingdom of God, the priority number one for a believer. And you might have a nice house and a lot of possessions, but are you truly happy inwardly, inside? Now, it is important to know that choosing good doesn't mean perfection, but an internal decision has to be made because Indecision is a decision. Indecision will deprive you of your blessings. So by us desiring this and knowing that we need God, it leads to repentance. And real repentance is renewing the mind. It is a new way of thinking. When Adam sinned, we chose to follow our flesh, our soul. 
Originally, we were submitting to the Spirit. When we sinned, then we submitted our soul to the flesh. Now we're on the, in the process with the Holy Spirit to submit ourselves back to the Spirit. Now, this is for those, of course, who have already believed in Christ and believed in the salvation of Jeshua. It's difficult to think one man could forgive all sins. But then when you realize it was also one man who made it so we were all born in sin, it makes perfect sense that it needed to happen in this way for us to grow and mature. Now it's clear. Jesus is the perfect prototype of a renewed mind. Look at it this way. If God is the station, the radio station, the show, everything, right? Everything. And the only way we can get to that station is by tuning into 77.7. Once we tune into that frequency, now we have access to the full signal, a clear sound. And that's the same way. We have to tune into that frequency, which is Yeshua. And now we have access to God. And if it's not pure and if it's not complete truth, then it's like tuning into 76.7 or, or 77.1 where you're going to kind of hear a little bit of it, a little bit of the show, but it's fuzzy, white, noisy, unclear, not complete, not the full signal. That's what it is without the right frequency. When we first believe and accept Jesus into our hearts, which is our mind, our subconscious mind. But when we accept this truth, you know, we feel such a, a spiritual transformation immediately come over us. It is a spiritual surviving mechanism. Almost like when a baby's born underwater, it can actually hold their breath without you teaching it to do so as a survival mechanism, and it could do different things like this. But once a baby grows up, you have to reteach it to hold its breath underwater. So, same thing when we're born in the spirits, when we're spiritual babies, we are full of the spirit and we don't need any, anything because it's a survival mechanism, but it is full of the spirit. So it guides us to the word of God and the church, which is the body, the people. So we can continue in this transformational process in the salvation of the soul. If we don't do that the right way, then we remain in religion and we won't have access to the kingdom, which means power and to peace and joy. So basically, we cannot remain as spiritual babies receiving milk from others. We need to learn to make our own food and feed ourselves. What this means is, and it gets us to the next part, is we need to know what truth is to be able to renew our mind to truth. I tried different philosophies, theories, religions, Buddhism, and even though some of them were close, they were close to the station, they just weren't the right frequency. It just wasn't complete. It didn't have a beginning. It didn't have an end. It didn't have explanations. It, um, I, even though I tried it with meditation and different things, I still had problems with lust and with this and with that. And it wasn't the same. I just I didn't feel the complete piece of the character change. It was almost like I needed to do certain things to stay in that, that, that mentality. And I needed, it was almost like a drug, like I needed to keep doing it. And it didn't remain like it does now. And after going around and coming back full circle, I saw that Holy Scripture has the completion from the beginning to the end, an explanation, and has the complete truth, which shows us to love our enemies and to see things in such a perspective that it really transforms us completely and abundantly holy. And it's crazy because 
I was willing to accept there wasn't a God or anything. But the truth is, it brought me full circle back to Christianity. And I realized that the spiritual aspect, not the religion aspect, the internal transformation from within was the real truth. And some of us get to the truth at different times. But when we get there, it's the same truth. And this is the process and the journey that we begin. However, we do have to nourish ourselves with the truth. Just like when you go to a gym, you can't expect to lift the heaviest weight on your first day. Just like you can't expect to run a marathon the first day you go running. You, you got to know that in the beginning of anything, it's going to take work. It's going to take resistance. It's going to take a lot of will. It's going to take a lot of courage. And it's going to take work. Okay. And this is going to hurt in the beginning, but you got to force yourself to read the word. The truth. This world has distracted us with so many distractions and entertainment that it's difficult, actually. They made it difficult to read it. But the beautiful thing is once you go through that resistance, and just like working out, just like running for a while, and you get used to it, it becomes easier and more enjoyable. Once you feel, start filling yourself with the spirit forcefully in the beginning, it's some baby steps. Then after that, you're going to start realizing, but you do have to give it time. And remember, everything works that way. Push yourself Get used to it, make it a habit, and you'll see the transformation start to begin. Because the more we memorize Holy Scripture, truth, light, God's knowledge, understanding, the more we study and fill our minds with it, the more we're going to transform and the quicker we're going to get to the kingdom, the quicker we're going to get to peace and joy and fulfillment. Now, if you remain there from the beginning, you don't have to worry about this, but if you've been deceived again after believing, then you have to push yourself to get back. Because I can tell you guys this, in the last two years since I started renewing my mind, I mean, I started studying before that, but I started actually applying renewal in the last two years. I've never experienced so much joy, abundance, and peace in my life. Feels like I've been living heaven on earth. I am so grateful for every minute. If I die tomorrow, I'm grateful for everything I've been giving in my life. Now, it doesn't mean that it's about you and your happiness and joy. I mean, it does bring that. But when it brings that and you overflow, then you're spreading the kingdom, which is the real purpose, because it's not just about you, but we get to do it together in harmony. Now, it doesn't mean my life has been perfect. It really hasn't. But through the ups and downs, I've learned to see the ups in my downs. It's just an incredible feeling and hard to explain. So if we start this journey, you're going to experience this within the first couple of months very powerful. But remember, the first thing is to know, we need to know what truth is to be able to battle lies. And the key for this is Yehoshua, the word. You know, I used to see it like a story, like a perfect guy, but the whole purpose of Jesus is that he came to teach us to look inwardly. He is literally the perfect example of the renewed mind. We're talking someone always looking at the perspective positively, even if he was whipped, spit on, betrayed, crucified, murdered, unjustly, even with all that, forgive them for they know not what they do. And just this alone is a huge revelation in the transformation of the renewal process because he's looking at things that are not physically there. He knows that what's unseen is controlling what is seen. And he tells us, I know it's been said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you, if you have lust in your mind, he says it in, in your heart, which is your, now we know our subconscious mind, 
if you have lustful thoughts in your mind, you're already subject to judgment. It's been said that murder is, is wrong, but I tell you that if you are angry with your brother, you are subject to judgment. He understands that you don't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to murder someone. It starts with a negative thought. It starts with you being angry with a brother or sister and feeding that thought and feeding it and watering it and, and giving it light and sun and rich soil to, to, to thrive in. Eventually, it produces fruit. Some produce murder. And he knows that the only way to really truly change inwardly, to give you pure actions, not false actions, is by changing the way we think, not just doing external things and acting as if. I'll give you an example. Uh, let's say my wife was like, oh, I'm going to wash the dishes. Um, and then the next day, I come home and I see the dishes are not done. Now, I don't call her and yell at her or say anything, but in my mind, I'm telling myself, oh, gosh, she's so lazy. She's the worst. She always does this. I always got to do this. How annoying. Like all these negative, let's call them seeds instead of thoughts. And all these negative seeds are planted in our garden. Let's call it our subconscious, our garden. So when my wife gets home, you know, I have a smile on my face. Everything is good. I'm supposed to be happy, so I'm happy. And, you know, everything is fine. When you're in a relationship, we all know how to press each other's buttons, just like I would know how to press her buttons and get her upset if I wanted to. If we have a discussion and she decides to try to press my buttons and, and you know, she's going to try to come at me in a way that I'm going to feel like I have to defend myself, let's say, in an argument. And at that exact moment, even though I told myself prior to that argument, foreseeing it, let's say, that I'm not going to get upset, at that exact moment, everything I've planted will be produced automatically. No matter how hard I tried in the moment to change the apple to a mango, the only way I could actually produce real change is by producing new seeds that produced the right fruit. So the next time when those thoughts came to my mind, I replaced them with good thoughts like, you know, she was probably running late for work. It's no problem. I need to get more things done anyway. I need to be more active. Um, thank you. Thank you for my wife. So the next time she tried to push my buttons, the button didn't work. I was kind, patient, more understanding, and slower to anger. It really worked. Real change was produced. But not by trying to magically change the fruit, but by changing the seed and staying vigilant to replace it with the right seed. When we plant all these seeds, then we realize later on when the fruit has to be revealed, the final result, the action, the words, what comes out is not what we think in the moment, but what we plant in our garden, what we've been cultivating and feeding that produce a fruit. Negative thoughts produce negative action. And this aligns with whatever we feed our subconscious mind through our conscious mind. Whatever we feed it, it will believe and it will manifest. It will produce fruit, the end result. So if we take anything from today, it's do not let your mind wander. Be careful what you look at, what you hear, what comes through your senses. Make sure that you are thinking about what you think about so you can start filtering these thoughts, take them, taking them captive to the obedience of Christ. So, like, share, 
comment, any feedback, and anything you might want to hear me talk about, let me know. I might put it in the next episode. Also, don't forget to leave a rating if you want to help spread the truth and get it to other people who need the truth. Perspective is everything. We can make it heaven. We can make it hell. The choice is yours.